The wind gently blows in off the shores of the Caspian Sea. Creeping along, perfectly camouflaged in the tall grass, is a big, furry carnivore. It's orange with stripes. It looks surreal. If you smushed 60 house cats together to form one big cat, that's how big it would be. This thing is huge. It's a freaking Caspian tiger. And it's on this week's Extinction Event. Welcome to Extinction Event. Here we are. Back again. Yeah, welcome, Jack. Thank you. I'm excited, if you couldn't tell by the intro. It was impressive. Uh, the air is electric. I want to get this out of the way up front. I don't want everybody to just think I'm waiting till the end to drop this on them, but uh, recent genetic studies suggest that the Caspian tiger is closely related to the living Amor tiger. That's also the Siberian tiger. They started forming separate populations around 10,000 years ago and then fully separated around 200 years ago. I thank you for addressing the elephant in the room. That was obviously on everyone's mind, and I'm (laughs) glad you got that out of the way. Well, this is something that happened when we did the Barbary lion as well, where they just, there was a bunch of recent genetic information that said, hey, they're really closely related to this other subspecies. So maybe they're not so extinct. They, I think they are. I think it's just... That version. Look, they separated. That file that was saved on the desktop <laughs> got deleted. But yes. there was a copy of a copy of a copy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's always going to... The resolution isn't going to be as high on those copies. No. Oh. All right. Well, well this has been fun. Thanks. <laughs> Good episode, everyone. <laughs> Let's get into it. The Caspian Tiger. This one was a tough one to research for me because it goes by many names. Its habitat was scattered throughout the countries surrounding the Caspian Sea, like Iran, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, just to name a couple. And each of those tigers had a different name for the same tiger. Each of those countries. Each of those countries. So it was called the Persian Tiger, Turanian Tiger, Babur Mazandaran, Balkash Tiger. The Sultan of Swat. The Colossus of Clout. <laughs> the Great Bambino. The Turkestan Tiger. Central Asian Tiger. Occidental Tiger. Transoxian Tiger. And Hyrcanian Tiger. Who knows what else, depending on where you were. So they had local names for them. And that last one, the Hyrcanian Tiger, is interesting because in ancient times, the Caspian Sea was actually called the Hyrcanian Sea. And parts of Iran and Turkmenistan were called Hyrcania. So ancient name for that area. And That's uh, cool. I didn't know that. It roughly translates to wolf land hmm. uh, because the region was known for its fearsome beasts like wolves, leopards, and tigers. Oh, my. <laughs> they could weigh over 500 pounds. Males could be almost twice as big as females. I don't have a picture around here. I'm literally looking at what... That is not. That is a picture of a Javan tiger that you're looking at. (laughs) Less furry than the one we're talking about. They had thick hair, and I'm not sure if this is true, but that thick hair on their necks made them look 
a little pug-nosed, I think. As some historical documents, they're called pug-nosed tigers. Hmm. And I did see one photo where that big hair kind of made them look like a, a little pugish. Pug-ish. Yes. In my head, I'm just picturing a regular tiger, but now it looks a little more pugish. Okay. Since they are closely related to the Amur tiger, we can assume that they shared some similarities. For instance, Amur tigers can jump up to 25 feet and they can jump over a basketball hoop. (laughs) Isn't that the same statistic? No. One would be I can leap 25 feet. Oh, okay. Almost from, from... Like a long jump. Yeah, I could almost make it to first base. Well, that's like 90 feet, but... Oh, okay, you're right. So it'd be like three leaps. Yeah. Almost. Uh, And then a basketball hoop is a vertical jump. It's Mm -hmm. different. That is different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Other similarities? Their love of frosted flakes? (laughs) Do you think Tony the Tiger could have been a Caspian Tiger and that his uh, red handkerchief was to cover up his extra neck fur that made him look puggish i don't know i don't think tony the tiger was a caspian tiger because that would say that he's insecure about his neck hair and he just did not seem like an insecure tiger to me okay Mm -hmm. well okay that's a good enough theory i'll buy it i have a little tiger joke for you (laughs) Please, I cannot wait. A biologist, when asked, how high can a tiger jump, answered, as high as it needs to. (laughs) And when is the joke coming? (laughs) (laughs) Of of course you wouldn't think that's funny. (laughs) It is... Oh, boy. Okay. Moving on. So Caspian tigers didn't really... (laughs) Maybe that kills in the scientific community. It, It does. I don't think you're getting a chuckle on stand-up night. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Caspian tigers didn't really have any predators. Sometimes brown bears would go after the cubs. uh, And sometimes other tigers would go after the cubs. They're They're great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've been captivated. Humans have been captivated by tigers for a long time. Ancient Persian artwork features tigers from from well over 3,000 years ago, and a lot of bestiaries talk about them. That's like a... You care? I do care. Okay. I was going to ask, actually. It's basically like an old animal guidebook that had a, a little short bio about it. and then The Pokédex. I mean, yes. Okay. It, pretty much exactly, because along with it came ancient wisdom, so they were not really accurate, but more... <laughs> wives tales mm-hmm. about mythology around sure it too. yeah okay basically leonardo da vinci had a bestiary where he mentions caspian tigers and he goes into depth about how to catch one and it involves putting a mirror in the tiger den and tricking the tiger into thinking there it's a whole thing keep going you have to steal a tiger a cub from the den while its mom is away okay because i already had a million questions okay <laughs> If you've already caught this tiger, why are you getting a mirror to catch a tiger? You're staking out a tiger den. Uh You wait till the mama tiger leaves, Leaves. and then you steal one of the cubs Uh 
in its place you put a mirror so that when the mama comes back she looks into the mirror and for a second she's like oh my that's my baby (laughs) that's my baby but then she scratches on the mirror and realizes oh i've been tricked she's like smelling i've been hoodwinked (laughs) she smells the scent of her cub not far off and she follows that scent back to where the hunter has the cub the hunter releases the cub at that point Mama takes it back. You see how this keeps going. Please keep going. Takes it back to the den. And why can't you just cut out that mirror part? I don't see. I don't even remember what happens like that (laughs) after that. Okay. And then, okay. Then it says the tiger takes it back to the den. And this process gets repeated until the hunter gains his boat. So I don't know if he shoots it when. They're headed back. I don't know what gaining your boat means. And I did look it up. I couldn't find it. And the whole purpose of this is to catch the tiger? Yeah. The big one, not the cub. Okay. And Da Vinci wrote this. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm Leonardo Da Vinci, and I'm going to show you 23 steps to gain your boat. Is a tiger taking your boat and you need to get it back? I'll show you foolproof ways to get your boat back, such as long-range sniper tactics from the top of an elephant, stealing tiger cubs, and raising them as one of your own until you gain their trust. Gain their trust, gain your boat. All this and more in my book, Gaining Your Boat Back, from Caspian Tigers That Stole It, and other common problems. Get your boat back in the water. So we uh, we have a long history with the Caspian tiger, is what I'm saying. And from the onset, you know, just tigers in general are very enticing for us humans. I don't know if it's their strength, their ferociousness, or the thrill of overtaking something so powerful. We've talked about this before mm-hmm. with the Barbary lion. We just want to dominate it. Uh, so very early on, we are hunting tigers, mostly just for sport. Eventually, we also start using them for entertainment, In ancient Roman times, Caspian tigers were featured in the hunting portion of the gladiatorial games. It's rumored that the first tiger to be delivered to Rome, I'm not sure if it was a Caspian, it could have been. It was so terrifying that no one would fight it, so they just killed it inside of its cage. Tigers were a big deal at those hunts. Yeah. Yeah. But we kind of went into that with the Barbary Lion. If you want to learn more about that, go back and listen to Barbary Lion because we talk a lot about gladiatorial animal fights. Yeah, just put some tigers in there. Every time you hear lion, just replace with Mm -hmm, tiger. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will say, though, that I did find that they did weird matchups that we didn't think about, like um, bear versus python. (laughs) (laughs) The Romans did? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd come to that fight night. Seal versus bear? It's not really much of a fight. <laughs> Let's just come watch a seal get slaughtered. <laughs> the seal's basically just a water balloon <laughs> of meat versus a bear. Maybe that's what you needed. That's why we have a big selection on Netflix. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're in the mood to see that. Do I want to see this meat bubble pop <laughs> or a bear fight an anaconda? <laughs> Oh, boy. As the human population grows, so do human-tiger interactions. Very old, very sick, or just very hungry tigers would prowl around villages looking for an easy kill. 
One account stated that having once tasted human flesh, a tiger becomes a confirmed cattle lifter and man-eater. People would abandon their villages until the tiger moved on or sometimes just permanently abandon them. I'm not sure how true I bet that's very true. Forever you're going to permanently abandon your village because a tiger strolls by? Well, I did say once it's a confirmed man killer. Either you kill it, which is tough, or you abandon the village. And if it's easier to abandon your village, you're doing that. Otherwise, every night is terrifying. You can't lock your tent. This is There's no tiger poofing your village. You're just easy pickings. Is that what... I'm basing this all off, off of, of the Ghost in the Darkness. Yes, <laughs> I'm like this sounds very familiar. Once again, if you if you just replace the lions of that story with tigers, you get a little sense of what we're going for. <laughs> Has a tiger moved into your village, forcing you and your family to have to relocate? Call us with a tiger mover, guys. Hey, we move anything, even grand pianos. Oh God! <laughs> Davenports and armoires. Refrigerators. My eyes I can't see anything. Oh God! Whatever you need moved from your tiger-infested home, call us and we'll take care of it. We're the Tiger Guys. Hey, it's back. I don't know if that was true because. For instance, I found that in Iran, tigers were generally not considered man-eaters. They mostly were just cattle lifters. So I think maybe they weren't as big of a problem. Mm. Because the same source that I got this, you know, they abandoned it from, uh, said that on average 930 people were killed per year by tigers and 32,000 head of cattle. It seems like a lot. You're abandoning like 900 villages right. a year. That would be a lot. I, I, Those numbers might be inflated mm-hmm. to uh, justify killing them. Well, man-eater or not, villagers used a variety of methods to kill the tigers. They used traps, pitfalls, spring guns, poison arrows. They shot them from the top of elephants or they tethered up goats and shot the tiger from a nearby nearby platform. Okay, all mm-hmm. good ideas if you ever <laughs> need to kill a tiger. <laughs> so there was ways you... to do it, and then there's the mirror. Yes, the mirror. <laughs> Back to the mirror trick. Human and Caspian tiger tensions were on the rise, but not everybody is out to kill them. Some were reportedly trained as hunting companions, which I don't know if I believe. Uh, Many were gifted as pets to royalty. That was a popular thing to do. And I found a couple pics of Caspian tiger pets. And the one thing I noticed was, though, that you only ever see pics of cubs as pets. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming when they get older. It's not so easy. No. And uh, if you have seen Tiger King, mm-hmm. they On do Netflix. talk about that, about how basically once they get to a certain age, they're just a liability because they, they're just being tigers and they need to kill stuff. And they're most desirable when they're little and can't really kill you. So the so the Tiger King, I didn't watch all of it. I watched like the first episode and then got creeped out. Mm-hmm. 
they kill all the old tigers, right? Or just... well, they didn't. I don't think they confirmed it. I haven't finished it, but basically, <laughs> there's a lot of tiger bones found, or something like that. Yeah, they ship them off. They send them to a big farm upstate. That's right. <laughs> okay. Also, many were caught and trained for shows or sent to menageries or zoological gardens, including the Berlin Zoo, Moscow Zoo, and the London Zoo. Um, You've been to zoos. I've been to zoos. Tigers are one of those that they're just scary just looking uh-huh. at them. You get spooked. Because they do, they just control the perimeter. Yeah, looking for weaknesses in their cage. And. You can tell just by looking at them. Like, given the choice, they would kill you. They're great. Okay, so the ones in zoos. Uh, I found an interesting article from 1898 about how animals, including their Caspian tigers, ended up at the London Zoo. A lot of time after foreign conflicts... Animals would end up there. Soldiers would make pets of these exotic animals during their travels. And then when they returned back home, realized they couldn't take care of them. I found this one account of an officer abroad who came upon a Caspian tiger in a cage. And he wants to buy it. But the guy's like, sorry, it's already sold. So he offers him cash money on the spot. That works. Next step, you got to get this thing on a train. But first, he has to win the heart of the Russian superintendent's daughter by playing tricks. Is this another Da Vinci story? (laughs) Is there a mirror involved? (laughs) I'm Leonardo Da Vinci, author of the best-selling hit, How to Gain Your Boat Back from Caspian Tigers Who Stole It, and other common problems. I'm here again for my new book, how to win the heart of the Russian superintendent daughter so you could ship back an exotic animal. We've all been there. You picked out an exotic animal at a bazaar or a fair, and now you gotta get it home. But how does it done? The same way it's always been done, winning the heart of the Russian superintendent's daughter. My new book's full of tricks on how to win her heart and get that exotic animal back to your home. I read Leonardo da Vinci's book, and now I have a pet ocelot back at home, safe and sound. I've never been happier. Sure, you might break some hearts, but hey, how else are you going to get that jaguar home? You'll find ways to seduce her. Natasha, would you like to pet my tiger? Of course she would. Take it from me, Leonardo da Vinci. Buy my new book, How to Win the Heart of a Russian Superintendent's Daughter. To get your exotic animal back home the way it should be. Whatever the trick is, he it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get on the train... Da Vinci, you've done it again. Uh, They get on a boat back to London. And I guess at that point, you know, this is probably like a four month long trip they've been on. Then he's just, I guess I can't take care of this tiger. Got to give it to the zoo. So that was just an average story of how they would get them. Your typical tiger story. (laughs) Yeah. Ho-hum, run of the mill. They also acquired animals through wild beast dealers, as well as naturalists who would loan their animals to the zoo with the caveat that after they died, they'd get their skeleton back. I Hold on. Let me pause. Okay. Wild beast dealers. Mm-hmm. I think this is how, like, last names used to be based on your occupation. Yeah. And there was, that was just an occupation. You were a wild beast dealer. And it'd be like, hi, my name's Mike Beastmaster. 
Shoemaker. Well, yeah, you get common woods like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just an aside. Thanks for that aside. <laughs> <laughs> One more interesting tidbit about the London Zoo. They were overflowing with monkeys. Monkeys were a popular pet at the turn of the century, but they were difficult to keep as a pet. So many of them were given to the zoo. The author of the article I found this information in wrote, so when Jacko bites the housemaid, he is sent off in a cab to the zoo. All very British of them, right? <laughs> yes, you wanted to see me, sir. Ah, uh, yes, Jacko, very good. Come in, come in. Certainly, certainly. What is it uh, I could help you with? Well, there's no easy way to say this. Um, I'm going to have to let you go. Oh, heavens. Uh, whatever for, sir? Well, it's come to my attention you've bit the maid. Ah, that's little incident. Indeed. Uh, I'm afraid it's not so little. Look, I looked the other way with the feces incident. <laughs> but, however, you have drawn blood, and uh, you cannot let this stand. Oh, sir, it was an accident. It was just a slip of the teeth. Uh, it was not intentional, and I want you to I know, know that. I know, and it's not making this any easier. You've been a wonderful valet. You've handled the family's finances for well over a decade. And as our lawyer, I'm not sure how I'll even make this legally binding, but it's the right thing to do. It, it is a shameful thing for me to have, have done, and I understand your decision here. I'm it's not going to be easy on the children. No, no, it won't. But I'm sure you'll get along fine without me. What with you tutoring them for seven hours a day? They're smart children. They'll get along just fine. And um, we have you to thank for that. Well, thank you, sir. But I, I understand. I can't be trusted, and um, I'm sure you'll find a monkey that you can trust. I'm going to have to ask for your letter of resignation. Certainly, certainly. Uh, shall I pack my miniature symbols and tiny hat, or, or will you be giving that to uh, whoever will be replacing me? I, uh, there will be no replacing you, oh. but we'll have the maid pack that for you. Uh, okay. I've, I've taken the liberty of calling you a cab. Back to the tigers. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap, we are hunting Caspian tigers for fun. We're using them as entertainment. We're killing them when they get too close to our villages or killing our cattle. And yes, their numbers are declining, but they are holding in there until the Russians. <laughs> the Caspian tiger also lived in the southern districts of Russia and the residents of those areas coexist with it pretty successfully until around the 1920s. Then the Russian military gets sent over there, and I'm not entirely sure why, but at least part of the reason was to encourage the settlement of that area. Right away, the soldiers, they get bored, and they start hunting animals for fun. That's going to include Caspian tigers, but it's mostly going to be things like wild pigs and deer, which mm -hmm. are the primary food source of the Caspian tiger. But I was thinking about it. They're probably killing the tigers just to survive, too. I can't imagine them sending the soldiers over there with, like, packed lunches for, you know, years. <laughs> yeah. And that seems like, I'm, I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but if you're stealing the tiger's food source, they're starting to go hungry. And we already know mm -hmm. that when tigers get hungry, they turn to... Picking off humans. Yeah. The tigers don't have too much to worry about until the soldiers are given the order to kill all the tigers. <laughs> Deliberately. 
Uh, they're instructed to get rid of all the predators in the area so that the farmers could come in, cultivate that area, and turn it to cropland. So they go on a killing spree. Hmm. It's not just for food anymore. Also, non-military personnel were paid to kill the tigers. It's a bounty scheme, right? Mm -hmm. So you just had to bring in a tiger skin to get some money. We've seen a few of these. That's really effective if you're trying to extinct a species. Yeah. Mr. Jenkins, come on in. Hello, hello. Uh, yes, uh, just uh, coming in with some tiger skins. Yes, I hear you have some to exchange for oh, money. Oh, it was a bountiful tiger hunt. I've got seven. Seven. Teen tiger skins. Teen tiger. Well, uh-huh. please, let's see these things. Oh, they're right here. As you can see, they, can see them. they're orange and they have stripes. I do. Uh, interesting. They look, So how much money? Uh, <laughs> 17, that would be a lot. Uh-huh. I, I do have to say they look a little um, ruggish. Ruggish? Ooh, like a, Well, uh, I was using a couple as a rug <laughs> for a bit. No, I don't mean like a tiger skin rug. I mean like a regular bathroom mat rug you might uh, well, dry off on shag know. rug uh, what are you saying i just let me could you bring them closer so that are you i can claiming that i've taken 17 Jenkins. bath rugs painted them orange and painted black stripes on them and had my son help me <laughs> and i also in an unrelated note need to buy some black paint from you <laughs> you know what jenkins you and i go Go way back. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm willing to. Great thing. Uh, <laughs> so we'll uh, let it pass this time. Uh, okay. I hate tigers. Keep killing <laughs> me them. Me too. Yeah. All right. Keep okay. giving me money, and I'll keep killing them. <laughs> so everyone is hunting them, poisoning them, using some of those age-old tiger hunting tactics. I'm sure, like shooting them from the top of elephants, mirrors. The farmers move in, they mow down. My favorite part about the mirror is that they they look, they see themselves, this self-reflection. I don't know, I'm not over. I've thought about it a, a lot, and at first I was like, this bestiary is insulting to the tiger. But then I, I thought about it, and I thought, maybe for a second you would... You if could, there's like mythology involved, maybe it's like, oh, the tiger needs to see its soul reflected so that the ooh, aura oh, can yes. come in. First, you have to capture its soul in mm-hmm, a mirror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That way, when it comes hunting for its child, the tiger's soul will be trapped in the mirror and therefore cannot kill you. I bet if you killed a tiger without first trapping its soul in the mirror, mm-hmm. the tiger meat probably didn't taste good. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Soul-infused tiger meat. Not good. It's a Not little good. gamey. Mm-hmm. A lot of gamey. So the farmers move in. They mow down the tiger habitat, clear everything out, and no surprise the Caspian tiger population takes a nosedive. This isn't only happening in Russia. In other places like Iran, they are also clearing land for agriculture and livestock. I don't think they're being paid to kill the tigers, though. 
So the remaining tigers are either forced into the mountains where they have to compete with leopards for food or they end up going after cattle because their primary food source is pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. So they get killed for trying to go after the cattle, like you said earlier. There are not a lot of them left, only scattered populations now. It's not looking good. We're getting down to the last few Caspian tigers and you know what that means. They get names. It's time to start giving them some names. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> First up, at the Moscow Zoological Garden from 1924 to 1942, we have a tigress named Teresa. Oh, how saintly. Teresa the tiger. <laughs> Teresa the tiger. It's got some sassiness to it. Also... Tigress, probably one of the best female names to give an animal, of all the animals. It's got more spice to it. Tigress. Yeah. Tigress. She's a tigress. Teresa the tigress. What kind of cereal does she sell? (laughs) They're the flakes, but they're not frosted. See why she went away. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's Teresa. And then there is at the Hagenbeck Zoo in Hamburg, Germany, from 1955 to 1960. This is probably the last Caspian tiger in captivity. Is another tigress by the name of Soraya. And she is named after the queen of Iran at the time. That's cool. Yeah. Teresa and Soraya. We need a list of all the different names. Names, yes. For all the different... This is going to take some research. Maybe in a future episode, we'll come back. And we can just review the names of all the nearly extinct animals. Mm -hmm. An homage to them. Mm -hmm. Well, all I I have information-wise about them is I have a photo of Soraya that you can look up. But that's it. We don't know anything else about them. What would be in there? Like, yeah, they were pretty big. (laughs) They walked around the cages a lot. Seemed to like it when we fed them food. Unless they were like, I don't know, painting pictures or doing something out of the ordinary. I don't I don't know what would have been noted. There's usually some little bit of information like... Uh, it got out and ate a koala. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. they were overweight or they were really sick or... <laughs> Fun <laughs> facts, you know. sad, yeah. And on your left, we have Soraya, probably the last Caspian tiger in captivity... Some of her favorite things to do are walking around her cage, eating, and sleeping. Truly a magnificent creature. On to our next exhibit. And then, for some reason, the countries around the Caspian Sea, including Russia, say, wait, what are we doing? Why are we killing these tigers? They're so cool looking. They're fun to hunt. They're great. Maybe we shouldn't be killing them into extinction. So they try to save them. Gradually, they start protecting the Caspian tiger. In 1938, Russia even sets aside an area for it. It's this nature reserve, and they stock it with Bactrian deer for it, which I guess they really liked. They even take it one step further and ban the hunting of tigers in 1947, Mm. which is pretty good. But was it too late? Do you, do you think it was too late? Yes. Yes. Okay. I know it was too late. This isn't, this is an extinction event. 
Not the- saved from the brink of extinction event. <laughs> there are a lot of last sightings of the Caspian Tiger, as always. And in this case, it's like each country was trying to outdo the other one with last sightings. And I'm not even going to start reading them off here. But the most popular last one, if you will, is from 1958 from that area in Russia that they actually set aside. But there's not even a lot of evidence to back that up as a last sighting. I wonder if it's becoming like a tourist thing. And that's why you're like, oh, I saw one over here. And then people rush over there and they're like, hey, come to southern Russia. We just saw one of these tigers. Could be. And maybe you could hunt it, you know. But I'm thinking is that if you had the turn around and be like, hey, we shouldn't kill these. They're great. (laughs) Those countries are like, oh, no, ours isn't gone yet. It's still here. We, you know, we we thought to save it. We did it, you know. (laughs) Like, we're not as bad as you. Oh, you know, yeah. Like we didn't okay. kill all of our tigers. They're oh, still here. We didn't here. extinct them. Yeah, it's like you idiots mm-hmm. hunting mm-hmm. them into extinction. Someone just saw one. Yeah, I don't know. That's my guess. Uh, also, several specimens from this time end up in museums. There are also tiger skins that kind of come out of the woodwork, and it's like I'm. Oh, this was we shot this one. But Real it, ones. Real tiger skins. Yeah. Yeah. Not not bath mats. and i'm assuming you know they're like hey yeah we just killed this the other day you know meanwhile it's been in their attic for 30 years yeah but then no one sees one for a long time the bactrian deer in that russian nature reserve are just eagerly waiting for them to return in the 1970s biologists and game wardens conduct extensive searches they put up game cameras all this stuff nothing more time passes. It's too late. Ooh. You know. In 2003, they declare them extinct. Why did they go extinct? Let's have a review. Yeah. Hunting, habitat destruction, and the deliberate eradication thanks to the Russian soldiers, farmers, and some good old-fashioned bounties. I'm sensing a theme in these past <laughs> 20-something episodes. <laughs> Yeah. Extinction has a playbook. It really does. But it uh, it was good that Russia and other countries banned the hunting of tigers when they did because it probably saved the Amur tiger, the Siberian tiger, from extinction. Uh-huh. And that's still around. And they are thinking about repopulating some of the original Caspian tiger habitat with the Amur tiger's since they're so closely related. So there was a silver lining to this. That's, yes. That's cool. But they're running into problems uh, with this. Basically, they don't have enough space. Mm-hmm. That original reserve that they set aside, I don't even think is big enough. Also, there's a pretty big concern that the locals wouldn't be very cooperative. Basically, they're worried they'll just shoot them again. Yeah. Which <laughs> they yeah probably would. Probably Makes that. sense. It's like, hey... Nice farm you got here. Mind if we unleash a tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's it. I did have one interesting little fact we can end on. In Russia, in the 1600s, the Caspian tiger was thought to be this mythical creature that they called the babber, which just translates to tiger, and which also means in modern Persian, and who knows what other languages, tiger. Mm. 
so it also meant tiger back then there was this town Irkutsk and their mascot was this babber but as time passed the language changed and that word kind of got obscured and it got confused with the word babber Uh which means beaver so originally the town mascot for Irkutsk was a tiger but they had to kind of rebrand it later, I guess, and it got turned into a tiger beaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a game of telephone that it gets passed down and it gets changed a little bit until mm-hmm. Purple yeah. Monkey Dishwasher. Yeah, and so that's their mascot now, and uh, they have this weird statue of a tiger beaver. <laughs> you can look it up. It's That's cool. It's cool. All right, well, that's it. That's a... Another extinction in the bag. Well, I didn't know anything before, and now I know some things. So I guess I got a lot out of this podcast, and I'm going to click subscribe. Ah, Jack, I've been waiting for this. I usually wait till 20-something episodes into doing a podcast before I actually subscribe to it. Uh, But I'm going to take that leap. It's never too late. Well, thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. A Peg Lake Deer production.